Hello, it's Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, Season 2, Episode 91. This is What's Eating Kale. I'm Kale. Let's eat. Lots not going on today. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. <laughs> That's right, it's hump day today. You gotta love a Wednesday. You gotta love it. Um, middle of the week. We made it through halfway. Start looking forward to the weekend. Um... Weather's, you know, it's it was fine yesterday. Chilly, windy, um, below zero for a high. It will be above freezing for the first time, and I don't know how long. Uh, a week and a half, probably week or so on Monday. Monday, I'm looking forward to 32 degrees for a high. Hopefully, shooting for 33, so we can actually say we went above freezing. Um, and then next week, it's it's going to be uh, in the 40s, and and that's trouble. Uh, and here's why. As I mentioned, we had 15, 15.7, almost 16 inches of snow. And uh, it's not only going to get warm next week. It's going to rain. And if there's anything I know about rain and warm and snow, is it's going to melt really fast. Now, I'm not worried about like general flooding of roads and things like that, like most people are. I'm worried can my, now my sump pump has always been fine and the drainage around the house has been great because sump pump doesn't even run all that often. However, one time we had eight inches of rain over three days and at the end of that, which is the worst time, our power went out for 12 hours. So the, I didn't have a battery backup on my sump pump and the floor in the basement got damp and, uh, yeah, that sucked. And so we, uh, I, I just, and like a dumbass, I haven't done anything about that since. And um, yeah, I, so I see this coming and I'm like, I'm getting a battery backup. I'm getting a killer one, one that can run for a couple of days um, without power. So um, yeah, it's, it's coming. And uh, while I love the temperatures, uh, the power here is sketch. Now, I'm telling you, a lot of people around here lost power, and we did not during this last snowstorm and all the wind and cold, and we didn't lose power, so that is pretty rare, um, but it just seems like we lose power a lot, so I'm going to, yeah, once I get it, our power will never go out again, so we'll have that going for you. Get a snowblower, it'll never snow, and if we get a um, battery backup on the sump pump, it'll never rain, or it'll never flood, it'll never, our power will never go out. One of those things. <laughs> I, uh, a little bit, uh, woo, today. Um, I've had some tough work days. It's been a long time since I can say, whoa, oh, that was a tough day at work. It's been a long time. Year, probably. Maybe not a year, maybe six months at least, though. Um, man, I've had some tough work days in the last, well, since probably last Wednesday, I would say. Um, normally I can kind of get all my work done and not feel like 
oh my God, I'm missing a deadline or anything like that. And oh, it has not been that way for the last week. It's been tough. I worked, you know how long it's been since I've had to do this? It was the night before last, so Monday night. I worked from, as soon as I'm done doing this, I start working. Uh, so let's say it was 7, 7.30. Uh, the podcast has been late because of technical issues, which I'll tell you about in a sec. But um, So about 7.30 till 9 o'clock at night without much of a break at all. Uh, and I was miserable. I was bitchy to the family. Um, and then yesterday I worked, I mean, probably 7.30 to 5.30 or so. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, and, and that was just, those are two days. The other days weren't long like that, but they were oh, packed. I know a lot of you are sitting there saying, quit complaining. First world problems, dude. And you're being a wimp. Now I look, I'll put my work ethic up against anybody's. When I first started out in business, I mean, I'd be working at two, three o'clock in the morning and getting goosebumps about something that I, I figured out how to do or something like that. And then I have to go to bed and get up at seven and you're all jacked up. I was all jacked up. I was learning, I was programming. I was learning how to build applications and things like that. When I figured out a new thing that everybody would want and now I knew how to do, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm the greatest human being ever. Um, so anyway, it's been a while and you know, I, I am, I, I'm, I'm soft. I get it softer than I've been most of my working career. Uh, and I don't want to sit here and say, well, I'm tired. I'm 55. I can't do it. I'm not saying that. I got lots of energy for lots of stuff. But, you know, 13, 14 hours of work in a day, just not my bag anymore. Let's talk about celebrity birthdays, shall we? There's a lot of them today. Big ones, too. Uh, James Earl Jones. One of the greatest voices ever. 93 years old today. Talk show host and fraternity test master Maury Povich is 85. Singer Chris Montez is 82. Actor Joanna David from Downton Abbey is 77. Jane Elliott from General Hospital. A lot of soap opera people uh, coming up in everything that I read lately. Somebody committed suicide from all my children. And, uh, there are lots of birthdays of, of uh, soap opera people. I guess there, there's a lot of them. I suppose that makes sense. But Jane Elliott is 77 today. Former Rolling Stone guitarist Mick Taylor is 76. One of the greatest singers of all time, in my opinion. Big in the 80s. Paul Young, 68 years old today. Steve Harvey, the largest teeth, greatest mustache, and baldest head in all of Hollywood. 67 years old. Susanna Hoffs, her uh, bandmate just had a birthday the other day. Now it's Susanna Hoffs Day. Uh, she's 65. Actor Jim Carrey, 62, needs no introduction. Actor Naveen Andrews from Instinct and Lost is 55. DJ producer Tiesto is 55. Musician Kid Rock and Forever Trumper is 53. Actor Freddie Rodriguez from Bull and Six Feet Under is 49. Actor, singer, uh, the lovely Zoe Deschanel from New Girl and lots of other stuff from Elf, movie Elf. She's 44. Actor Ryan Gage from The Hobbit is 41. And drummer Jeremiah Freights of The Lumineers, 38 years old. If you want your birthday to be mentioned or you want me to say happy birthday to you or somebody you love, just email me 
It's mail, M-A-I-L at kaleguin.com, C-A-L-E-G-U-I-N.com. All right. Moving on to entertainment and other non-political headlines. Again, not, not a lot going on today. I think Hollywood's got to step up their game because I'm not smart enough to come up with stuff on my own. I need this. I need this to, in order to have something to say. <laughs> because if I don't have something to say, these programs would only be five minutes long. Uh, have you ever noticed that whenever I say this is going to be a very fast podcast because there's not much going on? It turns into like a 20, 30-minute podcast. Well, hopefully today won't be that way. Today's likely going to be pretty fast. We're just under nine minutes in uh, doing headlines. Brian Cox says he's fine with he was fine with his death in succession because he still got paid. <laughs> uh, please watch Succession. Uh, it's great, great show. On other Succession news, Kieran Culkin uh, stunned people with his admission at the Emmys that uh, he's not seen the... The show's finale. He's never seen it. Um, I don't know if I find that weird. I think if I act it and film it, I, I don't know. Am I interested in going to watch it? Am I even interested in watching myself? I don't even like listening to this. I don't know. Oh, I'm forgetting to do this. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, LeVar Burton. Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me do that again. The Emmys had a tribute to Matthew Perry, and some were surprised that none of the cast, none of the Friends cast, were there. Emmys producers said that's because for them it was a little too fresh, and they didn't, they weren't up for it. I can understand that. It'd be tough to go in public and talk about your friends passing about a month ago, and yeah, it'd be tough. Uh, LeVar Burton gets emotional after learning about his ancestry. So I don't know if you know this, but um, this show, and you got to watch it sometime. It's really good. And uh, Okay, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. This is I, Maybe I should do this later, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do it right now. Um, a friend of mine, uh, his daughter had a birthday yesterday. Cassidy Burl uh, turned 16 on Monday. We wish her a happy birthday yesterday. And... Uh, that I knew about this for a while. Brad, Brad and I talked about it for a while. And uh, so there wasn't nothing. And then I did it. And then I was thinking about it after I wished Cassidy a happy birthday. And I thought to myself, I'm sorry, Cassidy. You, Your dad makes you listen to this crap. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I'm not more entertaining, especially for a 16-year-old. I was like, oh, my God. I'm kind of horrified that. She has to listen to my crap and my whatever. And I was like, well, maybe I should be more gentle. And maybe I shouldn't, if I know kids are listening with it because their parents are listening to it when they're driving, I should probably, and I should, you know, all this stuff going through my head. After the fact, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, so at any rate, I, I was thinking about all the things and I, I'm like, well, I'm not changing anything because, I mean, they're, they're old enough and if their parents think it's okay, it's okay. So I just, I got over that pretty quickly. But then uh, when this story came up, I was thinking about uh, young people, Cassidy included, um, listening to this program. And I just want to say that I'm researching my family tree. And this LeVar Burton story has everything to do with researching family trees. He's on the Finding Your Roots program. Um, But I just want to say, you're young and your relatives are young and the you know your grandparents and whoever's still alive ask them questions 
because it doesn't seem all that interesting now when you're 16. I couldn't have given a crap less about any of it. I barely knew my grandparents on either side. Um, and I didn't, it didn't seem weird to me. It didn't seem like, oh, come I don't know my grandma. Um, that never felt like that to me. Uh, but now that I'm going through my family tree, they would have had information on at least the generation before them and maybe even two generations before them because of the stories that they'd heard. Because when you do find this interesting someday, you're, it's going to be really hard for you to get that information and you're going to read about things and you're not going to be able to connect dots and it can be frustrating. Um, so I'm just saying, this is old man Kale talking to young people everywhere. Just ask the questions. Get the answers now because you won't be able to get them later. Back to my story, LeVar Burton got emotional after learning about his ancestry on Finding Your Roots. If you didn't know, uh, the TV series Roots from back in the, I think it was the 80s, um, it was a short TV series and it was one of the most talked about uh, entertainment events ever, um, depicting actual slavery and whippings and all kinds of things from back in the day, something we'd never seen on TV before. Um, probably not even in movies. LeVar Burton was one of the main characters in that. He was Kunta Kente. And uh, he was the, actually, the, the, the series Roots was the impetus for Finding Your Roots. Host Henry Louis Gates Jr. Uh, it used to only be about black people and finding the roots. One of the problems, and I've talked about this before, black people don't, it's very difficult for black people to trace their roots because if their ancestors were enslaved, there's no record of who they were. Slave owners didn't, like any public record that you could get your hands on is just going to list that I had eight slaves. It's not going to list who they are. So it's very difficult. So finding your roots was meant to kind of help bridge that gap and help people find their roots. And then you hear Henry, Henry Louis Gates talk about it and he'll say, well, you know, but then everybody's like, well, why don't you do me? And why don't you do? And so they branch out. Now they do uh, lots of celebrities. And then beyond that, this year, they're actually going to do normal people like me. They're going to do their family trees. And this is something that I found surprising. Uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr. Gates Jr. said that their stories were as interesting as anybody's. And I'm like, yeah, that's because like, while we're not famous and in the public eye, what our ancestors did was just exceptional. Just surviving was exceptional. Ben and I had a conversation about this that I'll get into later uh, that you'll be able to hear. But at any rate, Finding Your Roots, LeVar Burton is actually, he's finally on the show. Ten seasons in, he's finally on. Uh, and he learns, if you, if you know anything about LeVar Burton, he went into a lot of educational things after his acting career. He was... He did some Star Trek. He did Roots. He did a few things. Uh, he did Reading Rainbow, which was a big passion of his for helping kids learn how to read and what have you. Um, but he found out that his ancestors, his grandfather and his great-grandfather, both were superintendents of schools back when schools probably hardly had any structure at all. Uh, so anyway, you learn stuff about that. And you learn about like why you're the way you are curious or scientific or artsy or whatever. Um, that's not just your mom and dad. It's, um, 
it, it, it oftentimes goes much deeper than that. Anyway, sorry to get off on that tangent. No longer will this be a short podcast, but uh, a lot going on there. So glad you're listening, young people, but uh, I apologize that I'm not more cool or entertaining. <clears throat> In sports headlines, Jason Kelsey, a.k.a. Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother, a.k.a. one of the greatest centers ever in the NFL, intends to retire after 13 years of the Philadelphia Eagles, according to basically everyone. So that'll probably happen. I'm waiting for the Mike McCarthy news uh, that he'll be fired, but in other coaching news, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin told his players that he definitely wants to come back in 2024. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Um, Never had a losing season. Um, Just... He's gone through, you know, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback for a long time and then he didn't and he still had winning seasons. So uh, that to me is, uh, that's that's pretty, he's going to land somewhere if he doesn't stay with the Steelers. All right, so uh, let's talk. And this will go, this will revert back to the conversation about ancestry. So uh, Ben and I were talking the other day. We were talking about travel headaches and like getting delayed and just, you know, canceled flights and all that kind of stuff. And then Ben kind of shifted the topic to this really fun place where he starts thinking about like what was travel like back in the day. (laughs) And so then it, you know, like we're clearly complaining about first world problems. Uh, So this is Ben and I talking about old timey travel. I do sometimes think of like what it used to be like before planes okay. and what it would be like to travel. And sometimes that puts me a little bit at ease where I'm like, all right, I'm going to get there in eight hours instead of six. But, but I think about Oregon trail and shit like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like where you had to eat each other to stay alive. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and I, I'm doing my family tree right now. And so I'm thinking a lot about history um, I'm looking at relatives. I've told you this before that Dillinger. Will, what's that? The Dillinger. Relative, yeah, right? I got a Dillinger relative. But when I'm looking at their wills where they're bequeathing things to their family, it's like my wife can have my pots and pans in the bed. And it's like, Jesus. And like, that's what they, they had. And then to each of my kids, $1. <laughs> um, and to this kid, $1 plus all my tools. Um, and to your point, I mean, think about that. And these are the 18 and 1700s. Right. And, and you're right. I mean, like some of them got on the, uh, onto, um, onto American soil in Maryland. And then they, some of them settled in North Carolina. So some of them settled in Alabama. And it's like, just getting there. Oh, just, yeah. Crossing the ocean back then. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh God! I didn't. I don't and, even and think that, about it. And that. that some people did it multiple times, and that yeah. it blew my mind thinking that Ben Franklin was going back. And oh forth yeah, during the late 1700s, uh, that he was like he constantly visited Europe. I was like, what? Back then, he was going back and forth, back and yep. forth. That's yep. crazy. Yeah, Ben Franklin. I, I have you ever watched like a good? There's one on um, uh, PBS that's like three episodes long. It's really good on Ben Franklin. And he is, I mean, the guy just keeps going. You know, like he started out, didn't have very good luck. 
kept going. He had literally in, in uh, escape base, basically indentured servitude to his brother. He does that and he just finds his own way and then he moves from there and then he finds his own way. He becomes this guy, self-made printer that made a bunch of money, uh, became one of the founding father. You know, like it just was, he just wanted to be a part of it and loved to socialize. Right. And he turned into the guy to send him, send him over there to do our negotiating. Everybody loves him. Right. Diplomat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, quite a, quite a character. And when you look at like, just even like what you said, think of that, a guy is tinkering around and is like, no one really has a concept of electricity. And he's like, you know, I think there's something to this. (laughs) And he's like, and so he did literally, he thought of it himself, that whole kite in the key thing. Yeah. He he basically lived like 10 or 15 lives, like big big lives Uh, in one. A hundred percent. I mean, how many, like you said, how many people traveled once across the ocean? That's right. one lifetime, right? He did. It makes me feel ashamed. Oh my God. I think of that all the time. I'm like, he was doing this back then. Yeah, I still haven't gone. You see people like that and I'm like, I haven't even gotten out of fucking bed for in my life, right? Like, I mean, I haven't even set my feet on the floor in the morning compared to that guy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how... Uh, much tougher they were back in the day. Um, by the way, back in Ben Franklin, Franklin's day, it took six weeks to cross the Atlantic. Not six hours, six weeks. In a boat in probably awful, awful conditions. And, whoo, gotta be honest with you, I don't know. I, you think that, of course, I would have been up for it because ha- you had it to have been, right? Like, if you're going to do it, you have to, you have to do it. Um... Change the topics here a little bit. Some uh, programming notes. Over the course of the next month, this program is going to change a bit. First of all, I'm going to be gone for a little while. Uh, talk about that as it gets near, or um, you might notice some programming changes whilst I'm away. Uh, and then um, season three of What's Eating Kale is going to start in the middle of February. Don't have the exact date yet, uh, but in the middle of February, uh, I got some cool things planned to kind of switch things up a bit for season three expect uh, there to not be any podcast i know this is going to kill everybody you'll be so sad you'll be like what am i going to do i don't know what where's kale i what am i going to do i know that's going to happen uh but i might be away <laughs> for a little bit uh but season three um i i think i've kind of formulated what i liked about season one what i've liked about season two i'm going to put those things together Musical change, uh, all kinds of things. Keeping some things, getting rid of other things. At the end of the day, hopefully just trying to improve everything. Who does a daily and does 200 episodes of a daily uh, with about a week off? That's exactly what we're looking at right now. Um, So looking forward to doing that. I love retooling things. I love finding the new music. I love doing all of it. Any suggestions, let me know. Uh, mail, M-A-I-L at kaleguin.com. That's M-A-I-L at C-A-L-E-G-U-I-N.com. Let me know if, if uh, in fact, you have suggestions for me. I fully expect to hear from Dennis because he pretty much controls the entire program at this point. Uh, anyway, uh, Carol Sumbery coming up tomorrow. Ben Holt's coming up tomorrow. And uh, Friday we'll have all kinds of good stuff coming your way as well. Better than today, I promise. Till the next time. Make it a good one.